Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warrior, to another Tactical Tuesday, which are generally short form conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career. Today, we're going to blend a little bit of career and personal development. I've invited my friend Rain Bennett, one of the guys I lean on for storytelling advice and insights, probably one of my favorite Instagram channels that I follow. And I'm so blessed that he actually lives here in Durham. I'm convinced that at some point I will say I knew the day like I knew that guy before he was famous. Nevertheless, I love the way that he is able to tactically break down the storytelling process. And he recently gave a TED talk right here at Raleigh TEDx that I wanted to use as an example of how to tell a story because I thought that he did it so masterfully. And he's not just a good storyteller. He is a two-time Emmy-nominated filmmaker, writer, keynote speaker, and coach with 15 years of experience producing documentary films and helping small businesses and nonprofits with little resources tell their story in big and bold, fascinating ways. Listen, let's face it, every one of us are telling a story. And there are two things that are true about that. The first is that most of us don't even know what that story is and we have to figure that out and unpack it. And the second is that we think we're telling one story when we should be telling another. And Rain has a way of capturing your attention. And he does it in titles and he does it in his storytelling. And in this one in particular, he reminds us that no one actually hires you for your expertise. If you're curious why, stick around. This Tactical Tuesday is for you. If you are learning and loving Suncast, I'm so grateful for you being here. I'd love it if you'd go and leave us a quick review. You can do that. It's so, so easy right now at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Suncast. And it helps other people find this life-affirming and career-sharpening tool. You can also go to mysuncast.com and you can listen to an entire back catalog, over 400 founder and executive stories and advice, and you can share that with your friends as well. But for now, I hope that you are ready to buckle up and tune in because we are jumping into another powerful conversation right here on Suncast. Rain, in our conversations, we've talked about how to find authenticity, how to play the right game, how to get past the dark side of competition and the fear of losing and recognize that feel of who you are and the intersection of your skills and your unique experiences and your passions. And I think that you'd agree that it's only then that you can really get to tell your story. Mm. So I'd like to invite you into a uh, sort of a dialogue here, a workshop where for those who have a chance to watch the TED talk, it, eventually they'll be able to break down the science of what you do on stage. As I was watching you, I, I started just writing questions down immediately. And it was everything from, oh my gosh, he started with like this comedic thing that connected an audience of 
likely parents. And I imagine that every single step of how you scripted that 12 minutes on stage was intentional and very, very little, if any of it was impromptu on the stage. So my first question is, how did you decide which stories or story was the right one to connect with the audience? Great question. I always think your speeches should be anchored by stories, always, 100% of the time, because stories are the most effective way to create human connection, and they are the way that humans communicate. So sometimes, now I speak for a living, well, part of my business is speaking, sometimes I will build a speech off of a good story if I know the story hits a universal theme that we're going going to be talking about. I can build it from that story. I've done that for keynotes before. And I keep coming back to that story as we go through and I make my point because the the TEDx talk is a speech. It's not a story. Now, I do live storytelling competitions where I go on stage and just tell a story to be judged, right? This is a speech, but but, but it's, it's anchored in stories. So for this one, I had 12 minutes. It wasn't a 60 minute keynote where there's a lot of room for improvisation. I had to know where I was going. And so when I knew what my talk was, I just happened to, you know, this is a little bit of that serendipity, but it's it's not complete like coincidence because you're tapped into it. So you see the opportunities for it. So I had, I used uh, my daughter, my three-year-old daughter, her, uh, her, one of her books that we read that straight up illustrates the whole theme and thesis of my TED talk. And I realized that one day when I was like, oh my God, the little excavator, basically, this is exactly what it's talking about, playing the wrong game and how to found, find the right. Yeah, dude, I, it blew my mind. But this happens every time, so it shouldn't blow my mind. But I get so excited when it does because I'm like, oh, I got him now. Like, I know I know where I'm going now. Okay, here's my th- my thing, my theme. I gave him the pitch, so I knew the description of my talk, but I still had to build the talk. And you can't just get up there and say, Here's how you find your unique perspective and approach. You know, don't compete with other. You, you got to like, you got to bring them on a journey. It's a story. It's, you know what it is, Nico? It's a roller coaster ride. It's entertainment. Well, the first rule that I learned in filmmaking is no matter what the topic and no matter how serious it is, you have to entertain someone first. They have to be willing and want and, and, and desiring to stay in their seats and watch or listen, right? So it has to be, there has to be ebbs and flows. There has to be comedy. There has to be poignancy and, 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 and not necessarily sadness, but, you know, heartfelt emotion. There has to be pace, faster pace, slower pace, and let it breathe. It ebbs and flows. There is a rhythm to it. Just like a song is not just one tempo the whole time, right? Okay. So once I figured out that that story could be really a, the pillars, because I bookended the talk with this book, then I knew how I could start the talk. Okay, well, I've got to start talking about a children's book. And the first thing that you want to do is hook somebody. The way you hook somebody is to connect with them. The way you connect with them, 100%, is through shared experiences and emotions. And usually those are tied together. A certain experience is going to create a certain emotion, right? Death in a family creates a certain emotion that if you've experienced it or any kind of loss you can relate to, you can empathize with, right? Other ones create happy memories and happy emotions or laughter, okay? Any emotion is good to hook somebody with. But because I was talking about kids and kids are like, kids say the darndest things and three-year-olds are fun, right? It was comedic in nature. Also, one that's disarming, it's it's an immediate connection. So I started off with just a little bit of engagement and getting people engaged so they're into the speech. So it's not a lecture, 
They're not sitting there dissected or divorced from me. We are part of the same group. The thing about storytelling is, as the French would say, it's a pas de deux, a dance for two. It's a collaborative art. The story listener is just as important as the storyteller. We're working together. It's a dance for two. So you have to establish that you're leading You're leading the dance for two, but you have to establish that connection quick and get that chemistry and rhythm. And so one way to do that is to literally engage them. And an easy trick of the trade is to talk about kids. I mean, come on. That's like if you have kids and not everybody has kids, but you know, generally 50% or so of the people are going to, in this case, it was like 70 to 80%. And here's the thing. Even if you don't have kids, it's not, you don't, it's not completely unrelatable. Like you probably have a niece or nephew, you get it. But I started with humor just to kind of get them in. But then the beautiful thing was I paused. I told them I set the stage for the story of the children's book and I left it open-ended, kind of unresolved, what we call an open loop. Now, the way the brain works is we crave closure on that open loop. This is what storytelling is. I call it ebbs and flows. A good story opens consistently opens loops and closes them and raises a question and answers a question increases tension and pops that tension. You know, it only recently occurred to me how hard it is right now for you guys in the field to get the product that you need. I helped a buddy get a couple of megawatts of solar panels for a project pipeline and started asking around. And it turns out this issue with WRO and shipping logistics is a nightmare. And many of you are stuck on the sidelines with projects you thought you'd be installed by now and you need solar panels. Well, the perfect, beautiful, you know, highest wattage panels might not be available, but there is plenty of product out there. If that sounds like a need for you, even if it's inverters, racking, trackers, but certainly solar panels, give me a jingle. Let's see if we can help connect you with the right folks. Nico at mysuncast.com. You can also WhatsApp, text message, send a carrier pigeon. 510-427-8643 is my cell phone. Let's see if we can help. Hate seeing my solar warriors stranded on the sidelines with projects that should be installed and we can help you get those across the finish line. Again, that's Nico at mysuncast.com. Put in the subject line, Nico, help me with fill in the blank, modules, inverters, whatever it is, okay? Hey, pardon the interruption, but I wanted to just let you know how much of an impact you have on Suncast. Yeah, you, thank you for clicking play. Without you, this show is just me shouting into the void there's still people who don't even know about Suncast. I know, I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> but that's where you can help me yet again. There's a simple way that you can show some love and help others discover the show. If you cruise over to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash Suncast, I'd love it if you would leave a five-star rating and enthusiastic review. That's possibly the single kindest thing that you could do for me today. So, If the show has helped, inspired, or even entertained you at all, I'd love it if you would head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast and give me a virtual two thumbs up. All right, back to today's episode. As a film producer, you learned how to create this narrative arc. Yes. And in a movie, it happens more than often more than once, just like in a keynote, it can happen more than once. In this 12 minutes, you you had one opportunity to do this. How did you know where to stop like what was the right moment of tension to like go into something else and then resolve it later? It stopped with little E is the name of the main character. I'll give you the gist of it. He's a small little excavator, right? That's the name of, of the of the book. 
and he's trying to keep up. They're, the big rig construction crew is building a public park, okay? And he's trying to keep up and find where he can fit in, but he's not tall enough to reach high in the sky like the crane. He's not strong enough to, to carry the weight of like the dump truck or push the rocks like the bulldozer. And he's quite literally falling over trying to do these things. And the big rigs are passing him by, looking at him on the ground, saying, sorry, little E, you're, you're just too small. And that's how it's left. How we feel often, like Mike Tyson before he flipped the script. So that's the act. It's a two-act play. So it leaves you at act one where you're in the darkness, where you feel like that's the end of your story. And so that's where I left them because they're left thinking little E is a failure and he's laying on the ground. And then at the end of my speech, so basically after 10 minutes that I had, the first minute was that, and I spoke for 10 minutes about this topic about, I said, little E wasn't too small. Little E was playing the wrong game. Boom. Then we switched into, we play the wrong game as adults in business all the time. There's my 10 minutes. And I ended on back at the construction site in Little Excavator. There was one more task. The day he was done, but they had to cross a bridge. There was a little pond in the middle of the park with an, an island in the middle of that. And they had to cross a bridge and plant an apple tree. They had to dig a hole and plant an apple tree. And none of the big rigs could fit across that bridge. They were too heavy. It was too tight of a space. And I was like, except for who do we know that could? And the audience, of course, is like, little E, right? Little E crossed that bridge because he has the scoop on the front of it. You know, he's an excavator. He could dig and plant that apple tree. Therefore, carving out his lane on that construction crew where he can exist and exist alone on all future park builds. And it was based off of his unique abilities as a little excavator who was still strong enough to dig that he once thought was a flaw when he was trying to compete with the crane and the bulldozer on their level in their game. And then he flipped the script and reframed his thoughts. And now those flaws are his superpowers that he can only do. The big rigs can't do it. This is literally the Mike Tyson story in, in a little excavator form, you know. So that's what, what bookended it. And I brought it back to them. All stories are just like this one and how I broke it into two are a before and an after. A cause and effect. I was lost and now I'm found. And that's where I split that piece and booked into my book ended my talk with it. So often people are thinking about storytelling. I'm not asking people to be novelists or feature filmmakers. I'm asking you to understand the narrative arc of there is a problem and that problem needs to be resolved. And there's a journey, a quest that we go on to solve that problem. And then there's a resolution of that problem. That's the three simplest step formula of, of a story, a problem, a journey to solve that problem and a resolution of that problem. So when we're talking about business storytelling, keep it simple. Don't try to be Shakespeare. Don't try to be Scorsese, you know? Problem, journey, resolution. And how you hook the people you're talking to is with the problems because we connect through shared experiences and most often through shared struggles. So if I'm talking to you about, hey, you ever felt lost? Like, you know, you're not big enough to play with, with, you know, in the big leagues of boxing or, or excavating or baseball. And people will be like, uh, yeah, feel that way every day. Well, here's my solution to that. You know, you tap into them with that problem. And that's where every story starts with a problem to solve. Lorraine, well, I wanted to have a chance to bring you on to talk about storytelling. And, uh, you know, you and, you and I have been, I've been watching you go through this journey. And I'm really excited for you as a friend. And I think that more people want to get to know you, uh, but you have another exciting project coming out soon. So I want to ask the question I normally ask at the end of these, and I want to give you permission to please tell us about your project. How do you like to be found? How can folks learn more about you and how can the Suncast audience help? 
The good thing is, and I have to give my mom props for this, there's not a lot of Rain Bennett's out there in the world, so I'm pretty easy to find. I'm pretty uh, what they call Googleable. Um, so RainBennett.com, but I promise you, if you type in Rain Bennett, you'll find me one way or another. But yeah, two man, I got a Exactly, two N's and two T's. Thank you for that. And listen, not Rain with two N's. That's only Rain Wilson from the from the office. Okay, that's not a real thing. I'm like Rain the noun. All right. Um, yeah. So, but uh, I just came out with my first book, which has been a long process, and it's basically all of the lessons that I've learned from 15 years of documentary filmmaking on how to tell impactful, heartfelt stories in a little bit of time. It's called Six Second Stories, Maximize Your Time and or Maximize Your Impact and Minimal Time with Video Storytelling, specifically using that tool. But I want to go ahead and say that many people put the cart before the horse and they look for the story, the tools, the video tools and the apps and the platforms to do it for them. And what this book does is help you become a storyteller first mm-hmm. and foremost and then use the most effective tool that we have had in our time, which is video. But after you read it, you will really be able to use any tool to tell great stories because that is the skill you must have first before you can then go off and start to utilize all these technological tools that we have access to. Well, the book is called Six Second Stories, and I can't wait to get my hands on it because I have a feeling that I'm going to learn a ton. You're the first person to really convince me that I was missing the mark and missing the boat and the opportunity on TikTok. And it's really because I'm afraid of what you have to teach inside of the book. And, and I'm expecting high hopes that having, re- having had a chance to get through your book, uh, my TikTok audience will flourish. That's not a promise, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but watching you have fun on TikTok and, and, uh, and Instagram has inspired me. And I know oh. that there are many in our tribe who, uh, who also could and should learn from you. So I will I will direct you all to two resources and they're all, it's all on our episodes page. Go to mysuncast.com and you will click on the episodes and, and click down to Rain's episode here. And we will host the Ted talk as soon as it's available. Hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll link to his Instagram, which I think is a phenomenal way to see how Rain's tells stories and to his TikTok, which I still uh, have refused to, to download as an app, but many of you do, um, because I, I can't, my addictive brain can't handle it. And then third, we will link to the pre-order of his book. The, the, today, uh, at the, at the time of publishing is the 16th. The book comes out on the 23rd of November. I would like to ask you all as friends and all, as co-conspirators in our, you, as in our collective success that you go and pre-order Rain's book, help him get that that sense of accomplishment that he, that he definitely deserves for yeah. for this inside the park home run that he's hitting. Yes, I'm really gunning for this inside the park. I'm rounding second right now, and I think <laughs> I can do it. I think you can do it. And then for those of you who are just diehard Suncast fans, come back on Thursday, and you're going to hear the deeper story that Rain and I just recorded that expounds on all of the ways that you can and should dig in and, and identify the feeling of winning and how that becomes your story and how you can identify the, the self limiting beliefs that we are so often anchored to rain Mm. Bennett, my friend, thank you for joining us on Suncast. I look forward to hearing the, the Suncast tribes response. And I can't wait to see your name on Amazon and uh, climb (laughs) in the charts. My friend, thanks for sharing your unique gifts with us. I appreciate it. My friend, thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap on this tactical Tuesday conversation with rain But if you want to see that TED Talk that we just talked about, you can go over to mysuncast.com 
and click on the episodes button, certainly if it's the week of this coming out. If not, you'll need to search a little bit down and find it, or you go to rainbennett.com as he suggested and look for it there. You can definitely find it on YouTube at this point, TEDx Raleigh Rain Bennett. If you want even more content just like this, there are more than 400 episodes, resources, highlights, and discussions from the back catalog of Suncast. And you can find all the links and book recommendations and so many more goodies at mysuncast.com. Of course, you're probably listening to this inside of Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So would you take a moment and just bookmark or subscribe to the show? If you haven't rated it yet, you can do that right in your app or you can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast. It means the world to me and it helps others find this life affirming and tool sharpening content just as you have. On Thursday, as I mentioned, we're going to have the long form interview I did with Rain on how he thinks about helping us tell our story as a coach, as a storytelling coach. A special thank you to all those who helped make this show possible for you listening free out there in internet land and podcast landia and they are our sponsors you can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor you can also figure out how to be a part of that select crew as well remember you are what you listen to you are the story story you tell yourself as well thanks again for showing up solar warrior it is half the battle